Yo, what's up? Welcome back to the Business Kids Podcast. We talk to real people, not their job titles. Let's get straight to business. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get started. So, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, today we're joined by a very special guest. Not only is she a Shulik alumni, but she's also currently working as a senior business analyst at TD. And her wanderlust has allowed her to go through many different experiences in many different places, such as Costa Rica or Hong Kong. Uh, Annie Luang, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. Uh, I'm doing really well. Just got off a late day at work. So really excited to join you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just had work too. So, you know, I know how you feel. I have to run here to <laughs> yeah. get everything going. All right. I'm so unemployed, so. <laughs> <laughs> are you collecting CERB? Do you get that as a student? Yes, ma'am. I'm collecting CESB. So. CESB. That's good. I'll that's take good. It. Invest that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we just get started, I just wanted to ask you, because obviously we're uh, talking to a Shulik alumni, I wanted to ask us if you could walk us through the path from first attending R.H. King or what it was formerly known as just a uh, uh, Scarborough High School uh, to then going into Shulik and then graduating Shulik. When you first started going into high school, was this something that you had in mind going into business or was this something later on in your high school career? Wow. Um, you guys know all these things about me. That's <laughs> not even on my LinkedIn. Yes, I went to Your RHT research. Academy. You talk to your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you literally talk to my family. That's funny. Um, yeah, I went to RHK Academy. I went to high school in Scarborough. Uh, did I always know I was going to go into business school? No, not really. I actually thought, I actually didn't really know what I was going to do in high school. So my brother went to UTSC co-op. And I literally just followed him. I applied to all the top universities for business. Um, uh, it was down to Queen's Commerce or Schulich that I got, both got accepted to. And I ended up choosing Schulich because it was in the city and it was uh, uh, affordable. Uh, well, oh, it's sort of. a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So uh, sort of, but not really. It's still yeah. expensive. But I, yeah, I, I chose, I chose Shulik because it was closer to the city, closer to my family. Um, and they're both very prestigious schools. I didn't feel like I was going to go wrong either way. And I ended up at TD as a senior business analyst. So I, I'm pretty pleased with uh, the ROI of my degree, to be completely <laughs> honest. Uh, it was a great ROI. So it's not, it's not that inspiring what happened. <laughs> and I, so I just copied my brother. Um, but that's how I ended up choosing Shulik. When it comes to my journey in university, oh, there's just so much. For mm. these four years, the four years at Schulich was so packed and each year was so different. Um, if I may ask, uh, what did you specialize in? So I specialized in accounting and finance. I originally thought that I was going to go into accounting. In third year, I did an internship at one of the big four. It was the most awesome internship ever. Uh, they flew us out to Miami and we were in uh, Disney World where they have uh, an annual conference for all the interns. That's EY, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. Every single year they do an internship conference uh, for all the interns. And it was the most fun I've ever had. But the conference was fun, but the job wasn't. Yes. So, that's <laughs> so that's why I chose to not go into audit. Um, but that was my original that was my original specialization i ended up in something completely different in data analytics but that's what i studied as she like 
Um, during your time in EY as a, an intern, as well as, you know, of the experiences that you had, what are some like kind of notorious experiences that you had during the four years of shoot? Like any like crazy stories or anything that happened that, you know, maybe oh like a fun, <laughs> fun memory to look back at? The best memories of Schulich at Schulich were, were in external conferences. You know, when you mm -hmm. stay overnight at conferences with other business schools and you guys right. just party together and on student yeah. exchange. Mm, But you wouldn't have those opportunities if you do, didn't go to Schulich. So. Exactly. So that's yeah. a little foreshadowing. For, yeah. Well, we're talking about it. Um, yeah. I was going to say, because we, you know, we were looking at it and honestly, it's something that I'm kind of considering doing and hoping that I can do, but we know you went to Hong Kong for your last semester, fourth year, you know, to end your degree off. And we also know you were a BBA student. So how was the experience with, you know, doing exchange while you weren't in the IBBA program? Why'd you want to do that? And how was Whoa. it? Oh, so doing it was pretty easy. Um, they have enough space for BBA students. So don't be afraid of applying there. Uh, you're not you're most likely not going to get rejected just make sure the way that you pitch yourself and the way that you when they grill you because you have to do interviews and group interviews that you're outspoken you, you lay out your ideas why you want to have it um why did I want to do it even though I was in BBA well I wanted to have a time of you know the time of my life everybody that talks about change, exchange, they always talk about how it changed their life. It was amazing. It was something that they look back on with so much fondness, um, especially when you're young. And I, I honestly believe all, all of that holds true. It really, really does. And it's worth every single penny. And I think because of COVID and because a lot of us are just stuck at home, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think exchange will be a lot more popular once COVID yes. is gone as well. <laughs> Because everyone probably wants to travel. Um, yeah, exchange. I just, I just want to travel and have fun to end off my university. Yeah. Did you stay there further, or did you come back right when the term was over? No, I stayed. I stayed there longer. So I stayed. I traveled for another month. Um, what ended up happening was I, I traveled to Korea. I met up with my friends in Korea, and we went to Ultra Music Festival in Seoul um wow. we, we just did a lot yeah it was like crazy so I'm not a raver <laughs> I'm not, that was the first rave I've ever been to I didn't even go to Velda at that time mm -hmm. um but you know it, it's about you're there these things. I'm yeah. there what yeah. when else am I gonna go to ultra soul so yeah when in Rome you know yeah exactly, exactly. so I was there and it was it was freaking awesome <laughs> um also I guess I like I'm asking for myself a bit, but also, I mean, you know, could be helpful for a lot of people. You went like uh, last semester of fourth year. And at least from what I was talking to people or kind of was under the impression, like I know that some people don't want to do that because it's when you're applying for interviews and jobs. How how was that? Because obviously it's an incredible experience, but I'm just wondering how the like logistics of applying and everything for you know jobs and stuff went fantastic question it, it was absolutely terrifying uh <laughs> because because <laughs> i did my third year internship at ui i knew i didn't want to do accounting so that means i rejected the return offer so that means i was going into fourth year unemployed um it was really stressful it was really really stressful knowing that 
there's a possibility that I could graduate without a job. Um, I was lucky enough that I got my job offer within the second week of school. So here's the thing with fourth year recruiting, it's a lot different than third year. Um, in fourth year recruiting, they're typically, um, typically consulting firms and, uh, I, and some other comp like sales jobs, like uh, marketing companies, a lot of them, a lot of them uh, recruit in the fall. So there are a lot of jobs in the fall. And I just hustled really hard to get my job at TD. You wouldn't want to go on fourth year exchange if you don't have a job and you want to go into banking or um, a very finance specific job because they typically recruit in the winter semester. Mm -hmm. So if that's what you want to go to, go on exchange in third year. Don't go on exchange in fourth year. If you're not confident that you're going to graduate with a job, um, if you're not confident that you could get a job in fourth year alone, then you probably shouldn't go on exchange in fourth year, then do it in third year. Uh, the stars just so happened to align for me and I went on exchange and it, it was completely fine. But be very diligent on how you network and uh, your grades and things like that. I wasn't, it was stressful, but I also wasn't too worried about myself. Now that, now that you mentioned that when we first started, you had like a long day at work. Um, so like, what's it like, like uh, on a daily basis, like, you know, walk us through like a, when you first start, I, I don't know, maybe pre-COVID and then uh, after COVID, how, how would your day go type of thing? Oh, I really like this question. Um, <laughs> I think I'll tell you guys what pre-COVID is like working at the bank. It's so nice because uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Toronto Bay Street, but if you work mm -hmm. in a bank, you work on Bay Street and they have the most beautiful buildings right in the center of the city. So I take the GO train to work. I'm one stop away from Union, 20 minute ride straight to Union Station. Um, I get off. I I don't even have to exit the station. I can walk through the path. So the path is a, an underground mall that connects all the buildings on Bay Street and Front Street uh, to uh, different subway stations up to Eden Center. And, you know, I'll walk through Union Station. I'll grab my pilot coffee, which is my favorite coffee. It's like two bucks, two, three bucks. Um, walk up the escalators do pass go straight i know i'm like talking about <laughs> my literally my walk but i'm so nostalgic about it because it's covid and i really really yeah. miss going to the <laughs> yeah, i'd miss any coffee at this point <laughs> it's, i love the culture of downtown it, it's just really fun and when you guys start working there and interning there you'll you'll see what i'm talking about it's so busy busy um so you get up you know you have your key pass you line up to get into the elevator probably can't do that after covid but you line up, you get in, and the day is packed with meetings. I think most people who work in the bank, um, if you're if you're in a strategy role or if you're in a role where you have to lead projects, it's, it's packed with meetings. So, so <laughs> that's really cute. Uh, so you have um, you you pretty much hmm, you meet with your stakeholders typically in the morning. So if you lead technology projects, a lot of things that you do, you, you typically have uh, morning stand-ups. So morning stand-ups, everybody goes in a little circle. It's supposed to be really quick, like 30 minutes top, but there will be maybe five to 10 people there and everyone has to talk about what they did mm -hmm. um, the day or during the week. Um, so that's typically how I solve the mornings for specific projects. Specific projects will have that type of meeting. Some projects we don't. Um, <clears throat> So we have that. And then 
I typically allocate maybe three hours of the day working on individual projects. Just because I'm a senior BA doesn't mean I don't do any of the of the Excel monkey stuff. I still do that. Um, that's probably the bread and butter of my job right now. I use um, this this tool called Alteryx. So are you guys familiar with Alteryx? Yeah, roughly okay. speaking. Yes. Roughly, okay. And I build automations with it, and I also run data and, uh, analytics and stuff like that. So that's good because, yeah, it makes sense because on uh, in big business corporations, I guess, you know, you want something that's logical and I guess makes sense for business people to use. I guess further on that, because you're into Alteryx and you learned uh, JavaScript and other coding languages on your own, what would you recommend for like students right now who are like, ah, you know, maybe I should have gone into programming, maybe I should have gone to Waterloo. I'm kind of interested in both. How do you, like, what do you do to learn? How do you get into it? Wow, 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 wow. Okay. So I guess um, I'll break the question up in two. If you are a business grad and you want to go into something that's more tech related, you totally can. Um, nothing's stopping you. Uh, because even within uh, tech companies, you don't always have to be a developer. You can be a product manager. And a lot of product managers are have business backgrounds. A product manager, you're pretty much a CEO of um, a product. So you work with developers and you get to say, hey, I'll, and you, I'm not going to explain the job, but pretty that's a role that you can look into if you're interested in with a business background and you want to go into something more techie. You can also become a, uh, a BA, something like me, a, a business analyst, something like me. Um, the doors are never closed for a business, uh, for business folks, just because communication is, if you're able to be technical and you're able to communicate very, very well, and you have the marriage of two, you will be so important in so many companies if you're able to do both. So uh, you can definitely find your niche, uh, even if you have business. Um, and you can attend different conferences and just learn how to code on the side. Uh, you don't even need to know that much uh, in order to be very good at your job. You just have to be, you just have to work hard and be very analytical and I'm sure you can do it. For myself, how I learned was I, I learned through the people I knew. Um, I have, I also went to a lot of um, uh, different events after work. So I used to go to this entrepreneur uh, meetup. It's called, I don't know if I can say this word, it's called F. F up night. And I met, I made a lot of friends there. I met a lot of people there um, and they hosted in the Spotify head office. And you meet a lot of people in startups and, and, and people who start their own companies, people who, who work in technology firms. And it was really inspiring to be there. And it, and it, it made me want to learn more. So I ended up just, taking lessons and taking different classes and things like that to get to where I am. All right. Um, I apologize. I won't, I'll try my best not to ask the, uh, the first day <laughs> interview questions. <laughs> so why do oh, you like this fine, company? <laughs> I feel like we should kind of switch gears a little bit and, you know, talk about uh, travel, which is something that I know you've done uh, for quite some time now. I know that you even ran your, own travel website and Instagram page called uh, The Traveling Purse. Um, so I just wanted to kind of uh, 
I don't want to say pick your brains, but I kind of understand, like go through the reasoning of how, how that came to be, what made you, you know, uh, come up with a name and the Instagram page and, you know, incentivize you to, to start all of this. Oh, I really like this question. So the traveling purse was, it was actually a website too, but it's now defunct because I didn't want to pay $150 a year to keep it running. (laughs) Um, It was a website. It was a blog that I created um, on WordPress. And then I pushed it out and I had my own URL and I had an Instagram page. Um, I think I just wanted to have fun. I just wanted to document my travels. It really wasn't, it was really just supposed to be something that was really cool. It was a passion project. I didn't think I can monetize it. I couldn't see myself monetizing it. Um, but it was really just purely out of passion and fun. Um, I really, really liked the website because because of uh, some of the posts that I made I, and, and just documenting going through Hong Kong. And exchange was actually pretty emotional for me because um, I hadn't been back to Hong Kong since I was a baby. So it was probably like maybe like close to 20 years. And to go back and see family was pretty emotional to see what it was like to be in Hong Kong where, you know, I'm the majority, I guess, was really different too, because I grew up in Canada. And it was, I wanted to document it. It was something so raw. It was something so unreal. It was one of the first times where I felt so free because I wasn't around my family. Even though I lived on residence, it's not the same thing when you're on exchange, like you're really on your own. And that's why people say it changes you because if you don't have people around you, uh, like supporting you or like telling you, yeah, Annie, that's how you do it. Yeah. Like, like, you know, your typical circle, you are, that's, that's who you truly are on exchange um, without, without your, your, your friends and stuff. And that's how people say you find yourself because that's your rawest form of self. There's nobody just saying yes to everything you do. Um, and documenting that on my website and just um, uh, taking all these pictures and going on like all these crazy trips, it, it was just so awesome. Sounds like a beautiful experience. It's like getting me hyped up to <laughs> to go and exchange myself <laughs> when I get to gonna get the chance. Yeah, I hope you guys do really and truly. I fully, yeah, I fully understand that thing with uh, going back home and seeing family. Like, I, I had not gone for, you know, not nearly as long as you with a 20-year gap. But, you know, for me, going back to, like, Romania and seeing my family after, like, four years or so of not being there, it's like, I guess inside of you feels right, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that you could go with a job lined up and ending your university career with that and then see family. I mean, it's kind of a dream. <laughs> yeah. It's like the cherry on top of like, yeah. 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 It was so fun. And oh my God, I think one of the best parts about exchange and traveling is that you just meet so many random people and, <laughs> yeah. and you travel, you, you meet these people, you meet these people and you're just like, Hey, next weekend you want to fly to Taiwan? Yeah. And then you go with like a group of 10 people and you're in another country and it's just hilarious. It's so fun. Funny story about Taiwan though. Um, Taiwan has these beautiful, beautiful national parks and you can rent these motorbikes to, Mm -hmm. to go there to, to like drive and stuff. 
We ended up lost in rural Taiwan <laughs> in the middle of the night for like three hours, and it was so scary because it was it was just me, and we got separated from our main group. Our main group, so <laughs> I don't even know how we just got this separated. Is a horror story. <laughs> but to be honest, the reason why we got separated was because the boys wanted to race each other, and the oh. girls, and like I was behind someone's back. And the boys were just racing each other, and then we got separated from the group. So now I'm with like four guys. They're all white, and it's just me. I can't even speak Mandarin, and we're lost <laughs> in like this Chinese village in Ta- in the middle of Taiwan. And oh my god, it was like the most hilarious and horrifying thing of my life. We ended up finding our way back, but we had to pay fifty dollars because we damaged one of the bikes. Uh, oh. <laughs> so we made it. We made it. So as long as you guys are okay. Yeah. Okay, well that's the good news. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're doing the podcast, so <laughs> you turned out here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm here. I'm here. Exactly. But that, like you, you end up in like those crazy situations like that, just traveling, doing really crazy things, um, sneaking around places. Like oh, Hong Kong is just such a fun party place. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Hong Kong, but um. Um, not not you, quite. <laughs> oh, Asia! I highly recommend going to Asia for exchange, just because it is the reason why I really uh, like Asia is because it's not as expensive as certain cities in Europe, but it's just as safe, if not more safe. It's advanced, like very developed countries, and it is some cheaper. So. You get everything, but at a lower price. And Hong Kong was like that. So when it comes to partying in Hong Kong, like that was awesome. Partying in Korea was pretty awesome too. Yeah, but those two were probably my favorite places. You said you went to Taiwan, now Korea. Where where else did you go? Yeah, so I went to well, I was on I was in Hong Kong for exchange. So I went to Macau, which is another former colony, Portuguese colony in China. Went into China. I, I did Shenzhen and uh, Guilin. I went to South Korea. I stayed for ten days in Seoul. I went to Japan. Stayed there for two weeks. I went to Vietnam. Wow. <laughs> I went to Thailand and I went to Taiwan. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I've been to country. Yeah, I've been to two countries my whole life: Ecuador and Canada. <laughs> and now... <laughs> oh man, now I'm, now I'm getting super excited. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing, and it's the flights are so cheap. Really and truly, they're so cheap when you're in a hub like Hong Kong. <laughs> um. So now that we're talking about this, uh, if you were to choose either between going to like a completely different place by yourself and explore alone, or travel with a group of friends, even if it's like two day old people that you just met, um, which one would you choose? Like out of the two, people. People. Hands down, people. I I find that um, I know some people are really into the whole solo traveling thing, mm. and I think solo traveling is like pretty cool. But it's I actually think it's more of a fun story when you share it with other people, and right. it's even more fun with strangers. What the hell? I don't know you. Like, <laughs> let's go have some fun. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I I really like traveling with others, and. Sometimes you make friends in hostels too, and those make for really good stories as well. Yeah, so people travel with friends, or they travel with TBD friends. Meet people. Yeah, yeah. 
I feel like uh, we've covered a lot of great things, like a lot of great materials from what we've uh, had the chance to talk to you. Uh, so I just wanted to quickly ask you uh, if you were to sit down once again with, you know, uh, a bunch of Shulik current students, uh, what would be some three pieces of advice that you would give them in maybe like a mixes of like a career, traveling, business, or anything that you would like to say to either uh, ourselves or just anyone who's listening who's currently going through the path of undergraduate uh, studies? Wow. Oh, man. I think if I could go back in time, like the advice that I would give myself, I would really, I think first and foremost is going to external conferences. So the reason why external conferences are so important is because it connects you with other students and other uh, recruiters. Um, Shulik is great. We have great alumni network and a lot of recruiters come in, but sometimes we, we're not the first choice for a lot of places, for some places, right? Mm -hmm. So get yourself into other conferences externally in other schools too. Make sure you're, you're, you put your face out there and you get to meet all these other students and you get a party with them too. And you guys get to have so much fun. I made a lot of friends from external conferences. So I highly recommend that um, to go to external conferences. I wish I went more. It is very expensive. They are typically mm -hmm. two to $300 or so, but that also includes hotel and stuff. And I'm pretty sure the school help, help subsidize things too when you go to conferences. So uh, I highly recommend that. Um, the second thing that, I would probably say is, and this is really boring, but try to keep your grades up. Uh, grades are really important. You really want to make sure that your that you can get good grades, um, that you're disciplined and you work really hard. I mean, I think everybody tries to get good grades, but there are a lot of barriers to getting good grades. So for instance, there's barriers to getting good grades because say you have to work a part-time job, say your mental health isn't the, the best blah, 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 blah. Well, that's going to link to my third point, which is guard your mental health with everything you have. Everything you have, guard your mental health. There are so many resources that students have um, to see a therapist, to see a free therapist or a reduced price therapist, um, to read books, to surround yourself with the right people. Um, if you're able to have, a, a, I guess, um, a healthy mindset, have good relationships in your life. I really believe that everything that you touch and everything that you do um, will be successful. You'll have, you'll, you'll be, it'll be easier for you to study and get better grades because you're not tormented by bad thoughts or something. So protect yourself, make sure you protect yourself, treat yourself very well. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help and look for online resources. Um, that's probably what I would tell a younger version of myself and because it's such a precarious time right now and you know a lot of people are stuck at home it's just so much more important to guard yourself and protect yourself yeah i fully yeah i fully agree and thank you thank you for all the advice and i'd say yeah that's one of the most important ones is someone who's like you know i think first year kind of let my mental health kind of slip a little bit you realize how like important it is because you know you can be focusing on your travel your grades your external conferences your this your that and your third but like you know if you're not sitting well with yourself you know up here 
then it's kind of, it's a lot more difficult and maybe not as worth it. So yeah, I fully, I fully agree with that. And I appreciate you bringing it up. Mm-hmm. That's definitely good advice for everybody. Like it doesn't matter if you're fourth year graduating or just like first year, first day of school, like you obviously need to take care of your mental health. And that's something that we always overlook because we're like, oh, I want to get this mark. I want to get this internship. I want to get this, but that we, you know, we sometimes we get as, uh, as my co-host uh, Sebastian says, we get too lost in the sauce and we just start to forget about <laughs> things like that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, um, Thank you so much for all of these advices that you've given us and all of the experiences that you've shared with us. I wanted to uh, formally, you know, like honestly give you thanks for all of what you've uh, talked with us about and uh, all the insights that you've given us uh, of obviously the workforce as well as uh, how your experience was graduating Schulich and things like that. So uh, thank you very much. <laughs> honestly, I was like uh, yeah. a true honest discussion. I know I really appreciate it. And I know, you know, anyone who's listening will hopefully really appreciate what you have to say today. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. guys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure speaking to you both.